Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. All right, let's get right back into the fray. Hour three on a great day for talk radio. Not a good day uh, necessarily for the folks at Unifor, the workers at Oshawa's GM plant. We were talking earlier last hour to the president, the vice president of General Motors, David Patterson, and for all intents and purposes, he said the plant is closing in 2019. It's non-negotiable. There's nothing that they would see fit to uh, accommodate the workers there or to uh, reconfigure the lines in a flex manner to uh, build either electric vehicles or autonomous vehicles. Against that backdrop, Jerry Diaz was at GM headquarters in Detroit earlier today. The head of Unifor has now joined the Oak Show to explain from his perspective what all went down. Jerry, good to have you back on the show. Good afternoon. Hi, Joe. I've had better days. Let's put it that way. Well, tell us in a nutshell how did it go. Well, we made proposals with General Motors, which they acknowledged were absolutely doable, but have made a decision not to move forward. Um, the simple the simple facts are is that General Motors committed in negotiations in 2016 that they wouldn't close any of our plants. Uh, the collective agreement doesn't expire until September of 2020, so they need to find a way to live up to their commitment. Um, and, and that includes just continuing to run the existing products that are currently being ran. But they, uh, they're they looking at it, but the simple reality is they're not prepared to make that decision today. But Canadians are making the decision. Canadians are punishing General Motors. If you take a look at GM sales, they're down 30% in December of 2018 from December in 2017. So people are furious. You know, this is we gave General Motors $11 billion uh, when they needed us, and here they are completely walking away, abandoning us. So when people like David Patterson say, geez, the ship has sailed, look, it's easy for him to say he'll still have a job when the dust settles. But we're not accepting it as an inevitable, uh, inevitable by any stretch of the imagination. All right. So what you're saying is they still have obligations to September 2020. They're planning right. to pull out in December of 2019. Are those obligations legally binding? Well, we're going to deal with it, no question. We'll be dealing with it in court. Uh, but we're going to be dealing with it uh, in a very aggressive campaign as well. Look, Canadians are furious. I, I talk to people every single day. People walk up to me on the street. I talk to people in the elevators. They're saying, this is sheer nonsense. People really feel betrayed. And, and frankly, General Motors has gone too far. General Motors makes the argument that they build cars where, where they have their market. But they're about to build a million vehicles in Mexico, yet Mexican consumers buy about 240,000 GM vehicles a year. In Canada, we buy over 300,000 GM vehicles a year. We build a little over 300,000, so it's even here. So General Motors has to make a decision. They're going to continue to maximize their profits uh, by exploiting their workers in Mexico to the tune of $2 an hour. Can you imagine a GM employee in Mexico could never afford to buy the car that they built? So this is a large public debate today, and General Motors is listening. Trust me, they are listening to what is going on. 
But clearly, they didn't make a decision today that we think is in the best interest of Canadians, our members, and certainly the community of Austin. We're going to continue to fight. So you figure you still got a shot at uh, changing their minds? Listen, I'm the extreme optimist. One thing General Motors understands, and it's the market, and they understand the backlash. And I don't think they expected Canadians uh, to be as emphatic as they are. Uh, Canadians are furious, and I'm serious when I say they feel betrayed. And I have people say to me every day, I've just bought my last GM vehicle. We're not calling for a boycott, but we're certainly saying to General Motors, Canadians are boycotting you. We're not a docile group. We're an educated community. We're an educated nation. So Canadians are saying to GM, look, you're abandoning us. You're gonna, we're going to abandon you. And GM has some tough decisions to make. Well, Patterson, uh, when I put these kinds of things to him earlier in the program, he was saying that, well, there's still a labor force, uh, a smaller one in Oshawa uh, in the technology sector. Then you've got, uh, or I guess maybe Markham, then you've got Ingersoll or uh, that plant down there. These are all these things that uh, the product is still being built except for Oshawa, and Oshawa just constitutes one of five plants in North America that's being shuttered. Look, Oshawa has 2,500 direct members, uniform members. There's thousands. It's the largest assembly operation that they're closing. So when Patterson talks about, you know, the high-tech jobs within the engineering, uh, the research and development, that's all wonderful. But it doesn't take away from the fact that they're closing a plant that's been there for over 100 years. You can spin it any way you want. This is General Motors. When all the dust settles, over 20,000 jobs are going to be impacted. The Oshawa complex has been around for 100 years. So you can't just walk away from it. General Motors made a conscious decision to invest in Mexico. They said in 2014 they're going to invest $5 billion uh, to double the capacity in their Mexican operations, and that's exactly what they've done. The pickup trucks we used to build in Oshawa, the volume is now coming from Mexico. Our terrain, our economic, I can start to walk through the products that we used to build that are now being built in Mexico. So they can't now say, oh, geez, um, you know, we don't have a product to put in Oshawa when we know that they've moved all of our products to Mexico. The argument's just not flying. Well, he went on to say all of Unifor's proposals involve substantial incremental costs and a further deterioration of GM's competitive position. And so they analyzed your proposals and determined it can't pursue them because they wouldn't combat the declining economic and market factors. However, uh, they're going to work with you to possibly transition the assembly employees. And they talk about 20 large employers across Durham region and the GTA interested in uh, positioning up to 5,000 workers uh, over the next two years and uh, all the benefits fits a $20,000 wow. voucher towards a, a wow. new car, you, you're not impressed by any of that. Oh, give me strength. Listen, if he was made out of wood, his nose would be a foot long. The simple reality is, is they're saying there's 5,000 jobs available. Uh, but yes, uh, you've got the nuclear power station is hiring, but they're hiring boilermakers. You know how many we've got in Oshawa? Uh, zero. They will hire some electricians, but the simple fact of the matter is, is our members on the line are not trained to work in a nuclear power station. When they talk about giving workers a voucher to get a GM vehicle, you really think that they're going to close our plant in Oshawa and our members are going to proudly drive a GM vehicle? Like, if that's how foolish and naive the argument is. When they talk about 5,000 jobs in, in Oshawa, first of all, we can't find them. But even if there were 5,000 jobs, there are 5,000 jobs for young people that, that, that need work. This isn't going to be that somehow General Motors gets off the hook because somebody else is hiring. The reality is, is Canadians buy over 300,000 GM vehicles a year, and we build over 300,000 GM vehicles a year. So if we're talking about a system that's fair, 
That's a fair system. The fair system doesn't have Mexico building a million vehicles a year while buying 240,000 GM vehicles. That's not fair. So, Jerry, finally, what's the next steps here? Well, we're going to ratchet this thing up. There's absolutely no question about it. Um, we have a mass rally in Windsor on Friday, but you're going to see a, a mass um, push on social media. You're going to see a, a mass push on media, period. But we're going to continue to demonstrate, we're going to push, and we're going to do whatever we need to do to get General Motors' attention. We are not accepting this as somehow being inevitable. Uh, we are looking at this as a complete slap in the face, and we're not going to take it laying down. It's that simple, my friend. I appreciate your time. Uh, wish you well, and we'll follow up. We'll see uh, right. exactly how this plays out. Jerry Diaz. Right, John, thank you for your time. You got it. Uh, head of Unifor. Well, that's uh, sort of two sides of the equation, I guess. Patterson earlier, uh, and he did have... Well, a, a slick presentation, but uh, certainly it wasn't as emotional as Mr. Diaz. Diaz saying that the GM purchases from uh, December, year over year, are down 30%. Is that really a consequence of a lot of people who've just decided that General Motors isn't playing fair with Oshawa? Or is there something else within the market that uh, may have dropped those figures? And I'm going by his say-so that, uh, in fact number of vehicles sold, GM vehicles in Canada is down 30. I don't have that stat in front of me, so I'll just take that as an article of faith. Other than that, uh, GM, you know, when they talk about this uh, necessity to reconfigure or uh, accelerated transformation, that's what they call it. And uh, again, pointing out that the proposals put forth by Mr. Diaz and Unifor uh, would involve substantial incremental costs and a further deterioration of GM's competitive position. I asked them, uh, point blank, if it had anything to do with this particular precinct. You know, you've got high taxes, uh, high hydro rates, high labor costs, and he didn't cite those as any of the reasons that uh, they were withdrawing from the Oshawa assembly plant. Rather, again, uh, this is just something he said wouldn't be sustainable, and uh there were economic factors created uh, that created an imperative need to consolidate operations, reduce costs, and improve cash flow. As, uh, they, you know, the other thing that I didn't understand was because uh, we've often been told that Oshawa's assembly lines are so flexible, they can accommodate anything and everything, uh, go from sedans to trucks if necessary, autonomous vehicles and electric, which are the future, evidently, uh, because they even say... GM does in the response to Mr. Diaz uh, and the announcement they made to pull out of Oshawa uh, due to a substantial decline in larger car market caused by uh, market shifts from sedans to crossovers and SUVs. Also significantly increased material costs. Uh, the discontinuation of the products currently produced at Oshawa and excess capacity at GM, all of these things combined with very low capacity utilization of Oshawa Assembly. Uh, that's why it's a non-starter for the folks at GM. Jerry still believes there's a, a fight to be had, and we'll wait and see. He went to Detroit and came back uh, more pissed than usual. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 